What's up? Dirty Harris here on February 20th, 1989. Just kidding. Remember that shit? 1989. Doesn't seem that long ago. Then you start doing the math. You're like, and that's 20, 24, and then there's like 10, and then we were just like, fuck. A long fucking time ago. Um, but what a time it was to grow up uh, in the late 80s and the 90s. Um, you know, things weren't perfect. I guess in some respects, I think it could have been better. Um, you know, in certain areas of my life, but the times, I guess, that's just how it was. It would have been nice to uh, not have all the stress that I had in my house as a kid, all the anger, the frustration, the worry of pissing off the old man and my mom always worried about being upset pissing the old man off and making sure that I wasn't sitting in his chair when he came home from work and you know I did all these everything I did was based off not pissing him off and everything she did was not to upset Wayne not to upset the old man um you know as I grew older it, you know it mellowed out a little bit but that's absolute bullshit, you know, absolute bullshit, but, you know, looking back on it, I guess, you know, the, we think maybe we had it rough, or, you know, whatever, um, but our parents had it pretty bad in certain stages, too, it doesn't take away, like, the, how it affected me as a person, um, and I definitely think I turned it into positive, I didn't go down a really shitty road, um, you know, I could have, but I didn't. Um, but man, today is absolutely gorgeous. I'm sitting out here in the sun, um, getting some vitamin motherfucking D, and uh, about to go to jiu-jitsu. I actually went to jiu-jitsu last night with Sammy. I almost pushed out. He called me and started calling me names. And then I was like, all right, I should go. And then I went and had, had five or six really good rolls with different people and got to hang out on the mat and talk. We were there for two hours. Yeah, good. So you got rolls, and so I rolled, what, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. I rolled for about 25, 30 minutes. And then um, and then just talked for an hour and a half to different people at the gym. It's, uh, it's an unbelievable experience. If you never got to do it, um, I, I don't know if you're missing out, but I know I was missing it. And I, and it's, a, it's really a good community for me to be in. Um, fun. Um, meet all kinds of different people. You know, you got some old cats that are my age, and you got some young cats, and there's some ladies in there, and, um, you know, there's some killers in there, and there's some people that are, like, really are going to take it serious, and then there's this kind of hobbyist, or people who are just trying to stay in shape, um, but everybody's got, uh, something, uh, they're bringing to the table, and it's helping them, jiu-jitsu's helping them, in one way or another, and, and definitely with the physical attributes, it's making you, even if you don't get good at jiu-jitsu, you're going to get tougher, <laughs> I feel like that's where I'm at right now. I'm definitely way tougher than I was, but I'm not. I don't, I'm still not very good. I mean, I, I there's I get compliments and stuff from the from the, some of the younger guys and even the older guys, but you know, I never really. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm always been hard on myself. Even playing music, I've been playing music 35, 40 years or however long, and you know, still feel like I'm not good enough. And um, you know, I feel like I'm better than some. Um, 
you know, when I look at it like that, but, you know, you just want to be the best you can be, and that's what I try to focus on, and, um, but Jiu-Jitsu has helped me, uh, and it's been great, and my son's doing it, he's doing fantastic, and I got to watch him roll yesterday, and, man, he's, he was in really some bad spots, and he was getting out of shit, and I was like, oh my god, I could, it was hard to watch, I mean, you're basically watching your, your, you know, people get beat up, in some sense, you know, but it's done with love, <laughs> That's sick, isn't it? It's awesome. I love it. Uh, so I'm going to go back today. and um, I'm pretty beat up from yesterday. I, I, I didn't get to bed till about midnight. Just kind of laid around and stretched. And, uh, you know, listened to some music and worked on guitar parts. And, yeah, that's what you do when you're kind of uh, by yourself often. Um, but, yeah, the last couple weeks, I don't know if I've been in a funk. I don't know what's going on. I feel like... Um, my little routine's a little screwed up. I think the problem is I went out and bought joints. I bought some weed. And, and that's not uncommon for me, but I usually buy edibles. And I got like a system down with the edibles. But um, since I've been microdosing mushrooms, um, I really don't feel like getting high as much. It's kind of funny. Or, and when I say getting high, I really don't get high. Like I, I just, I, I'll take like a five milligram of THC and I'll eat a corner of it which really comes out like 2 milligrams that's nothing it's like taking a vitamin honestly I mean if you have anybody that knows anything about the, the cannabis they'll be like that's all you take I mean people who use cannabis on a regular basis are you know they can eat 50 milligrams at a pop and be, and be functional I would be would be a fucking retard um so, yeah, um, but anyway, and so I bought these joints, and then um, it was kind of fun the first day I got it, I, I smoked one, I smoked a hit from one, and that was fucking high all day, and it was fun, I got a lot of stuff done as far as um, introspective stuff, like um, journaling, and then um, writing stuff down, um, but I've been trying to dive into um, more of the spiritual side of like you know uh, I guess Christianity right like that's kind of where I think I'm at and I always feel uncomfortable talking about it saying it out loud I don't know if it's because it has a, a weird stigma about it or because a big part of the world is you know against it and yeah I don't know I don't know what my issue is with it but I also see that the, the reality is if aren't diving into the word and you weren't meditating on your spiritual side like connecting to some of these scriptures and and because they apply to your life i don't care i don't care if you you don't even believe if you read some of these scriptures you can say yeah that applies to everyday life and is a pillar of how you should live your life I don't even fucking write what I can say. So I struggle with all that. Um, but it was my goal this year to kind of, you know, try to tap more into that side and and just let it be, you know, just kind of nurture it and not get the hang-ups about it. You know, because it's easy to start something new that not too many people know about and then you kind of talk about it like it's the new thing, you know. But I think I not so much went down those roads before but I've seen people do this 
and that shit always just fades out, just eventually fades out, you know, the thing with, and I don't know if it's because I went to church when I was little, maybe that's like, it's ingrained in me, um, and I, I didn't go a bunch, my mom took me to a Lutheran church, um, I don't know, a dozen times, two dozen times, but I remember, um, as a young kid, having pretty positive experiences in the church, I really didn't have a good time at the, um, the Sunday school stuff that they had me in, it was really controlling, um, they really judgy on, on who you were, like, you had to be already, like, the good little Christian boy to be in there, like, if you were a kid that was a little wild, you know, like me, um, outspoken, maybe, aggressive, um, you know, they didn't know what to do with that, and, you know, they actually got kicked out of Sunday school for saying tits, I don't know, I mean, this kid were going back and forth, he was talking shit, and, and I said, well, at least my mom doesn't have big tits, I don't know why I said that, but that's what I said, I think I was in second grade or something like that, and they kicked me out, they kicked me out of Sunday school, so, Anyway, but, like, I remember, like, being at the church and uh, the pastor, and um, he was a good guy, and I remember listening to his message as a young kid, and didn't really get it, but there was something about the way he delivered the message, and I feel like it spoke to me. So there's definitely something about it. Um, and, you know, it's a gift for some of those people to be able to get up there and, you know, it's a performance at some extent, I mean, you you gotta do it every week, you gotta, you know, put together, uh, you know, your set for what you're gonna talk about, you know, and, and be good at it, and if you really love it and you believe it, then it's gonna come across and connect to people, and I think, um, that's pretty cool, Uh, but I, with that being said, I don't go to church anymore, I really don't care to go to church. I don't mind going once in a while, but I really get annoyed at the people in the parking lot who want to shake my hand and say hi to me. Um, I mean, I'm nice to them, and I know that a lot of those people are, they're, they're the white belts of Christians. Like, they're, they're just trying to, you know, trying to get, they're just trying to be better people. And I, I'm not trying to shit on them. I just feel like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want that, I don't want a reminder of that crap, <clears throat> you know what I mean, uh, yeah, the greeters at the door, they hand you the pamphlets, like, they're usually pretty nice and stuff like that, but it's always fake, I always feel like it's fake, and overly nice, maybe that's what it is, like, hey man, what's, you know, hey, good morning, what's up, brother, you, do, you good today, like, you know, how are you today, you know, oh, you know, this is overly nice, almost like, what's that fucking prescription drug that they put people on, and just making them like, there's an antidepressant drug. You know what I'm talking about. That shit that came out, I mean, maybe it was in the late 90s. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't remember what it's called. Mm. Mm. But I don't, and all, so, I don't think church is a bad place at all. We went a lot, and I raised my kids at the church. Um, Amy and I did, uh, we went there. Um, they they were, did all the kids' programs. Um participated on Wednesday nights, we did dinners, we did small groups, which I thought, thought were very helpful, small groups are probably, it's probably the part that I enjoyed the most, getting together with other people, and there was always, like, there was always, you know, people who've been in church their whole life, who were kind of square, I guess, um, but they were really cool people, 
you know, you get to know them, and you're like, oh, they're, they're nice people, but they, you know, I don't know, it's, it's tough, man, but you, you just, you, you just try to think, I, I don't know, I don't know, like, you know, I, I want to say, God must want something from me, or to do something, or have a plan for me, right, but I'm thinking, well, why do I have to have a plan, like, look at this crazy world we live in, What's my plan? I'm not changing the world. You know, am I affecting my children? Yeah. Um, my, my, did, I, did I have a, a, a positive effect on my community when my kids were growing up and I was coaching and I was doing all the stuff in the community? Yeah, maybe. But, you know, I look back on it like I saw kids that I coached for years and then saw them in the neighborhoods years later and they wouldn't even, like, recognize me or say hi to me. And they were good kids, and we won championships. Like, when I was a kid, my coach was kind of put on a pedestal, even to this day. And I had a coach that coached me for two years, and I think I was 12, and then again when I was 14, baseball, Mr. Tomasetti. And I met him first when I was in... I guess I was in the B minors, A minors, and he called me out. I was running from second to third. I got caught in a rundown, and I ran out of, yeah, ran out of the baselines. And he called me out, and I lost my shit. I freaked out, cried, yelled. <clears throat> had such a bad temper. And um, you know, didn't know. At the time, I didn't know what was going on. But man, he explained to me what happened. And then the next year, I was a really good baseball player. They had a draft, and um, I wasn't picked first. I was picked like third, and he picked me. And he told me, he was like, you were the first pick in the draft, but people don't, they're, he basically, he said, you're a head case. Um, and that's why they didn't pick you, but we're, we're going to figure it out. And he showed me a little bit of love, and I gave it right back to him. But I was difficult. I mean, he pulled me out of the game one time because I, um, was playing third base. The kid hit a little grounder to me, and I picked it up, and I threw it over the first baseman's head, and I fucking was pissed because I thought I was Mike Schmidt. I thought I was, you know, I thought I was great. I was so hard on myself that I would get so mad at myself. And in return, it did make me hyper-focus on being better, but I was never able to control that anger, that temper, you know. And, and um, you know, and I struggled with that. I mean, I probably still struggle with it. I just don't, I just don't put myself in situations that you know are gonna get me fired up. You know, I, I don't hang around people who are gonna try to trigger me either. You know, there's a lot of assholes out there. They're just, they're just assholes, and they're angry people too. But they're just doing it differently. You know. Anyway, um, yeah. So I don't know where I was going with that. Just talking some shit here. Talking shit because it's been a while since I talked. But I think, you know, getting back to going to church, like, I don't think it's a bad thing, man. I know. I, I, but I think what's most important is not going to church. Because you can go to, you can, you can go do things to make it look like you're doing it. But it's how you live your life. You know, and I know some people that have um, been going to church their whole life. And they've been really good friends of mine. 
you know, but they got the same, you know, even going to church, they still got the same issues that I have. They have the same things that pop up in their heads, um, stripes and struggles. But, you know, what are you going to do, man? You know, um, I guess whatever you want life, you just got to think, well, okay, what's my motivation and what's the reason that I want to do it? You know, is it greed? Am I trying to get, you know, trying to get recognition? You know, do I just want to live a, a solid life? And, you know, like I, like right now I want to, I want to get some property and, and live in a small house or some property and, and have a way to like grow food out of the ground right now. I don't know if I can even do that. Like I, I, I remember we moved to Tennessee. I was thinking about doing that when I first moved there in 2006. I bought a tiller, you know, I tried to chill with that. I mean, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I was, but I was like, kind of had that mindset that I'm just going to do it and figure it out along the way. And I've done, most of my life has been like that. Just, just go, just go, put my head down and go. Um, but you got to have, you got to have some structures, you know, to make it work, to make it last. And uh, I don't know how to do that. So I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. And I'm asking God to like guide me through that. Like, you know, how do, how do I get there? I'm not getting any younger, right? And I want to have something nice like that for my family. It's not even just for me, because that would make me feel like I've done something for my family that's, you know, they can go, oh yeah, it, dad figured this out, you know, it'd be kind of cool. And I don't even want the recognition for it, I just want them to know that they have that. And uh, and get feel that love that I never fucking had it, I never had any of that. Like, there's nothing, my dad's gone, my stepdad's gone. I got literally, I don't think I got anything really out of it other than I wasn't wanted or I needed to be quiet or I wasn't good enough. You know, a lot of the negative stuff wasn't like I was loved or you're talented or you're a good baseball player. Like everything I did, it was all me. My mom supported me, you know, to some extent. She was always there. Uh, She always made sure I had food. When I was sick, she, she took care of me, you know, she loved me for sure, um, but then she moved, <laughs> she moved away, um, and now I know, I guess you could look at it like, well, I moved to Tennessee, but she was supposed to come with us, because she was part of the tribe, um, and she, she decided not to, so she left, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird, you know, like, well, why, why the fuck would you leave? my family, Uh, but, you know, that's, there's good reasons for it, I'm sure, Uh, it's it's not something that I can understand, or will ever understand, and at this point, I'm just like, well, you know, I just hope she's happy, and she's plugging away, she's trying to do some good things there, and trying to make herself happy, but it's weird to think, yeah, that, that, that part of side me is like, wow, you just left everybody that loved you for the last 25 years. <laughs> like, went over to see you, spent time with you, checked in on you, and then you moved away to go be at your original where you grew up. And uh, maybe, maybe that's something I'll figure out when I'm older, but yeah, right now, it's, it's, this doesn't make any sense to me. Um, And at the same time, it frustrates me. I'm also like, good. I don't care anymore. 
I don't. I, I just want to be me anyway, because all that shit was just um, all part of the the hot mess, you know, of me growing up. You know, I used to sit in my old man's chair, the old man, when I was I don't know, in high school. My mom would be home earlier for work, and he would be getting home. She would have like anxiety about him coming home and me sitting in his fucking chair. This was a this was a real fucking problem for her. Everything was. Everything was a real problem with me um, not upsetting him. And um, and then what even made it worse is when they moved to Arizona. I moved out here and he fucking hated me. He's hated me since I was 14. It wasn't really until I got Amy pregnant and started like uh, becoming domesticated where we started building a relationship. And then... When we got older, you know, he cut me some slack, I cut him some slack, so we actually got to a point where we, we had a decent relationship, and I do miss him, but I don't don't think that that was a good situation for me to grow up in, and uh, I remember thinking, my mom was thinking about leaving him at one point when we were, uh, I guess I was in high school, and I was like, yeah, mom, let's do it, like, like, so adamant about leaving, like, fuck this, I knew it was the right move. Like, get, let's go get an apartment. I remember looking at shit. There's little books they used to get. It was like, uh, I don't know, maybe like a five by seven book. Pretty thick. Had all the apartments in there listed. And you just look through them. And, and then she never did. She never pulled the trigger on it. But I was 14. I ran away. Came back. And he never talked to me again. He avoided me. Never looked at me. Um, you know. He held that grudge till I was... Five. Almost 10, you know, 11 years. I lived in that fucking house for 11 years. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, that's how dumb I was. I'm more mad at myself, I guess. I should have just got out of this bad situation, you know. But I wanted to be with my mom, I think. I really don't know. I don't know what happened. Anyway, it's better now. Uh, yeah, mostly everybody's dead, and my mom's living in Jersey. And I'm here making money, playing music, doing jiu-jitsu. You can see my son once in a while, and every couple of weeks I go back to visit my wife and my daughter and my other son. I don't know. It's a lot better than what it used to be. Way better. So anyway, it gives me back to God. Like, what's his plan? I don't know. I don't know what if he has a plan for me, but if I, I don't know. If this was his plan, I don't, I'm, not really, I'm not really happy about it. Like, up until this point, like, a lot of it, uh, this has been kind of shitty. I made I made the best of it um, for sure. Um, you know, Amy got to stay home for ten years raising the kids and didn't have to work. Now she worked a little part time gig to get out of the house every now and then, but it wasn't like she had to work. And then eventually she went back to work when we moved to Tennessee. Um, and then she went full time when I was uh, when I filed when I actually filed for bankruptcy and struggled. And then and she's been working ever since then. She likes to work. It's good for her. But, like, that was that was a blessing. We were able to kind of, you know, she was able to be home with the kids, which I think is huge. Mm. Shit wasn't easy, man. So we'll see what happens um, with all this in the future. But, yeah, I'm trying to figure out if God still has a plan for me that, um, and, and maybe his plan is for me just to kind of live my life. Not, not have any, not have anything that's 
um, part of my desires. You know, you know, maybe my desires aren't 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 what are out there. You know, I don't know. You know, uh, as I say that, I think, well, I'm playing music. I'm playing. You know, I'm making a living. But you know, I'm not. I'm not. It's not complete. The puzzle is not complete. And I feel like I'm running out of time a little bit. You know, gotta put those pieces together. Gotta get to that. Gotta get to that Tennessee house. And I wouldn't mind having a house here too, and having two houses. That's what I want. Like if I say, hey, God, this is what I want. I want a little house here. It could be even a little mobile home, and some affordable, and then have a nice piece of property out there, uh, safe, uh, some farm animals. You know, the, the whole, the dream. You know, some a little farm nice little house and you know eventually have some grandkids out there and, and be able to do stuff like well, that's what I want um, is that too much to ask I don't know uh, and you know is it like I want to hand it to me I just don't know how to get how to get to that point you know no I don't so maybe I'll figure it out someday all right dirty Harris out